Hey everybody, Griff here. I uh, wanted to top this episode off by saying that me and my good, good players actually had a, our first serious state of the podcast meeting this past week was super productive, and I think that we have some really, really cool things coming for you guys in 2019. I'm super excited, and I left that meeting feeling awesome. I hope you guys start to get excited because we are rapidly closing the gap on a thousand Twitter followers and 10,000 downloads. I'm hyped. I think we're going to be able to do some great giveaway type stuff. I think we have some other projects in the works this year that are going to knock your socks off. So that's enough for me. Let's get to episode 24, Lyra in the Water. like liquor and things that go boo then buckle up listener because this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast episode 24 guys what are you drinking Slurp. Oh, that's a squeaky one. Griffin, that's a hams. Yeah. Whoa, what a shocker. Slurp. Except that I can see it with my own eyes. <laughs> <sighs> Taste the sky blue waters. It's good to be back. Yeah, good. I mean, usually it feels good to be back. It's not like not like it was a long stint like last time. Brooks, you have an entire bottle of something over there. What I is do. that? Uh, well, first I want you to hear one of the most beautiful sounds in the world. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I don't think we're going to hear you pouring it behind your mic. But. Well, no, you don't have to because it sounds like somebody going to the bathroom, but it's Templeton Rye. <laughs> Templeton Rye. Nice. Yeah. Keeping it classy over on that side of the table. Uh, it's once in a lifetime. That's right. This entire side of the table is keeping it classy. <sighs> Good for you, boys. I mean, I think it, nah, I was thinking it was this half. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking yeah. of classy, what are you drinking, Haley? I'm about half a bottle into a bottle of white sangria. Nice. Neat. Is that your uh, Capriccio grind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's white, though, this time, which is uh, last time I was drinking the red. Oh, okay. Better? Worse? The same? I like them both. They're both a little strong. I drink them way too fast. Uh, Fun times. Oh, Good problems to have with alcohol. Yeah, clips getting twisted. (laughs) Speaking of strong drinks, Emily, what are you drinking? It's a citrus vodka drink. Citrus vodka drink. Is it the same orange mio and vodka that you had last time? Yes, but I also added some lemon juice to add a little extra depth. I was going to say, it looks shockingly similar. (laughs) Depth and breadth. And as for me, that is a Smirnoff Seltzie, this time raspberry lemonade. Delish. So, guys, you leveled up last episode. We kind of talked about it last episode. You excited? Oh, shoot. We were supposed to level up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I <laughs> that's, level, that's, that's level four, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So I'm playing level five I mean, this whole time. It's, it's not going to help. 
I mean, I'm Still like, gonna ex- miss. I'm really excited. But as someone pointed out on our Discord, uh, we just got thrown a bunch of really nice magical shit. And we leveled up to level three right before we went to the basement. This is probably a trick. Shit's about to go down. <laughs> Correct. Do you guys just want to get into it? Because I'm ready. Yeah. I guess. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Cue up that siren's cave. <laughs> Not what I meant. <laughs> right, give me a second. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> you guys woke up, and you're kind of you're in the guard's office. You're in the warden's office right now. You all wake up. You feel good in this room. What are you doing first thing in the morning? Besides drawing a hero card, Emily, because uh, your character does that. Yes. Don't worry, I won't let you forget. It's a good, it's a good little feat. I think we're gonna need it, or I'm gonna need it. The chances of that are high. Oh Hope boy, it's a good one. It is the hammer, so I get a plus two to a strength check. Nice. I could probably use that. Hey, climb's a strength skill. Yeah, and in the morning, <laughs> in the morning, E's gonna uh, be kind of gathering all of her stuff together because she takes out her implements at night mm-hmm. uh, to keep them near. So she's gonna be gathering all those together. Uh, she wraps them in her reinforced scarf for protection. So then she will be starting to don that. And as as, as we're all getting our stuff together, I imagine Matumbe and Ikmer are both putting on their heavy ar- or not heavy armor. Their their medium armor. It takes like. Takes like a minute or something. or something, yeah. And as we're doing it, Matumbe's looking, looking around the room, and he sees E putting on this armor, and he's going to say to Eclipse, Eclipse, do you mind if we step out of the room for a minute? I have a spiritual matter I would like to discuss with you. I have a spiritual matter to uh, deal with in the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> So Brooke starts singing, or Ikmer starts singing, take me to church. <laughs> he sits in the stall. So you guys step out of the room. Yeah. So Matima is going to start addressing Eclipse, and he's going to say, Eclipse is, we were getting prepared this morning. I, I noticed you, when you, put, when you raised your scuff, you covered up a medallion that was on a chain around your neck. And see... I've seen this symbol before. When I was booking passage north to Ustalav for Professor Loamo's symbol, the Mwangi Expanse is a rather landlocked piece of earth, and I needed to go to a port city to book travel up north. And when I did, I talked to a broker to try and get me on a ship. This man... He was a human like me, but he had skin that had it that maybe had a shade closer to yours, and eyes that had a seemingly perpetual squint to them. I talked to him, and he said he was from the land of Tianja. We spoke extensively, and he actually was wearing a medallion around his neck that was very similar to yours. I asked him about it. He said it was a pendant that revered the great old rat woman. He said that people who 
wear this pendant and revere that goddess are trying to escape some sort of authority or hide. You see, he had committed a grave injustice against his feudal lord back in his home country, and he was he was hiding in the Mwangi expanse with the help of these great old rat women. And you may see why I would be distressed when I see this same symbol around your neck. You are hiding from someone if you revere this old rat woman, and we certainly are in plenty of trouble here, but what are you running from? Is this something that could affect our group? Is this something that could affect me and our quest? And I think before Eclipse answers you, she pauses to think, and in her ruminations, we kind of fade to a scene. We see two burly-looking men hunched over and beating a Wayang woman and a Wayang man senselessly. We pan over and we see what resembles a young eclipse. Flanked behind her, several younger male Wayang stand cowering. The men continue to beat on what Eclipse knows are her parents. What does she say? Mom, Dad, uh, are, are you okay? Is it okay? What's going on? And one of the men turns to you and he's like, Quiet! Quiet, it will bring you over here with him. You want to get beat too, little girl? No. No. I, 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 uh, no. What am I supposed to do? And he kind of glowers at you and then just returns to beating your mom senseless. Does Eclipse do anything in this moment or does she stand back? Eclipse is going to look into the uh, her bedroom and see her younger siblings and immediately think, I ha- have to be at least strong for them. And she would go over and try to protect them to make sure that they do not run out because that is probably surely their death. So she kind of stands in the threshold between her siblings and these men. And I imagine she kind of guards them and tells them not to look. Yeah. Not to see what's happening. You can see that there are chains on all of these Yang. These men have the look of slavers. You hear the screams of both of her parents and the scene fades. It opens up again onto a battered-looking Eclipse's mother. She turns to her children, and she gives each of them a chain. She puts it over their heads. What was it that your mom said? She told me this will this will keep all of you safe. This is the most important thing for you to wear right now. This is it. You, you wear this, and we will make it out alive. You have to have it on. 
and the scene fades to what is on the symbol. It is a symbol of a curled rat. The queen of rats, Lao Shao Po. And then we fade back. What does Eclipse respond to Matumbe with? Um, well, Matumbe, I've had it for over uh, 40 years. I haven't really thought about it much. We're safe now. We're protected now. We're safe and protected now. Yes, yesterday when I found the tangled chains of Father Charlatan, I saw this medallion, and I hadn't seen that holy symbol in quite some time. I was very surprised when I saw it around your neck. I know very little about the great rat woman, but I do know that she may not herself bring trouble, but trouble surrounds her. If you've gone 40 years with no apparent trouble following you up, I'll... I will... I will... I will stop asking questions, but... This... does make me quite curious. Maybe... maybe... maybe I'll... I'll tell you guys more once we're out of this place. But right now, she needs to protect us. And the harm you're running from will not hurt our companions or myself? No. You swear it? It's been well over uh, 40 years, so I think we're good. You've helped me out of a sticky situation, so I'll take your word on it, but be mindful. I would like to discuss this with you more in depth later when we are finished with this place. Maybe there's something I can do to help. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. I would like each of you to share a hero card. What? Sweet! You receive the twin. How apropos. (laughs) It is a neutral card. So that's plus five, right? To anything? Mm -hmm. Speaking of twinning, Haley and I were born exactly a year apart. We both share a birthday. Yep. Twinning. Awesome. So you guys discuss these matters. Hashtag HLP facts. <laughs> Ikmer dons his armor. Lyra draws her hero card. Lyra, it happens when you're rummaging through the bag of holding. Maybe you're looking for a scroll or a wand that you guys had left in there. But a package surfaces. She'll she'll reach and pull out the package then. You see a package and a note. Uh so she'd be responsible. She'd read the note first. <laughs> so she opens the note and it's a letter. And the letter says to Lyra I know of the horrors that you face. I know of the Nathalgu. For I was there when we brought you out of that evil den. I know what you're capable of, and I know that you've shaken it before. You can continue to shake it now. Take this gift, wrap it around yourself, and it will protect you from the Nathalgu. 
P.S. The Prince of Wolves showing up in your deck of cards can only mean one thing. Something terrible has happened to the leader of the werewolves in Usulav. They will be drawing a new prince. You must be in close proximity to that prince. If you have the card, it has come to the nearest deck. Signed, A. He got my letter! This is so exciting. Uh, So before telling the rest of the group about what the letter said, she is going to open the package. She opens the package, and she sees this cerulean kind of shimmering cloak. It's beautiful. It almost matches Lyra's eyes. Ooh. Uh, Can she do some sort of a knowledge check to see what it is. You do spellcraft. I do have that. A 19. You know that this is a cloak of resistance plus one. Woo! Man, maybe I should write some fucking letters. God damn. (laughs) I connected all the way back to episode one. Uh, Okay, so she would put that on. Okay. Um, and then she would like to address uh, the rest of the party about the Prince of Wolves card. There's been a new card that's come into my deck recently, and this letter somewhat explains why it came. There's some trouble with the werewolves in Ustalav. Something happened to their leader, their prince, and they're going to be getting a new one this card came to me because I am the nearest one to that new prince it could be one of us well guys um, I keep weapon blanched silver on me at all times just in case so uh, if we need to take care of anything does Ikmer think anything at this point Uh, no he is completely oblivious he's oblivious (laughs) completely oblivious you, th- this card just appeared in your deck, the Prince of Wolves, and you say it could be one of us? Yes, I, I wrote a letter to the man that gave me this deck, the one that read all of our heroes, and that's what he said. Everything that he told us was true. I have no reason to not believe him. This man did reveal things in my past that I have told no living soul. It's it would not be my it would not be a surprise to me if he knew things beyond what people tell him. If he could see into the past or see into the future, but this this does worry me. Are one of you a werewolf? I'm not a werewolf. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, was it the full moon lately? I mean, we could always just wait around here for it and just kind of kind of see. We've only been in town for like, what, two weeks at most? Not even. I was you've been it. in town for literally like six or seven. You've been in town for like a week, basically. Yeah, haven't even seen the full moon yet, so. Then that makes sense why we haven't seen it. 
Or not a plus <laughs> have turned into a werewolf. No, Ikmer is just not connecting the dots at this point. Yeah. That's fair. As he, you know, as you would expect, he wouldn't he wouldn't even think twice about that. Yep. So you guys have rested. You guys have gained power. You spend a night outside of the evil forces. What are you doing right now? Ikmer is putting on his pants. God damn it. How long does it take <laughs> on his goddamn clothes? Well, Wait, so you put, went to the bathroom before We've been at the podcast for like 20 fucking minutes and Ikmer has not put his pants on. Well, he f- first put them on backwards and then he put his shoes on or he put his shoes on first and then he tried to put on his pants and that didn't work. Then he put them on backwards. And so it's Thanks been a for whole that thing. Vivid imagery. I appreciate Just that. Just putting on his pants backwards. I mean, it's not a loincloth. All right, you take the hastily done penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it took me forever. <laughs> you had to you had to hastily don them three times to get them on. Okay. So you guys are all dressed, you're all ready to go. Did anybody need healing this morning? Did nope. you all do your morning rituals? Everybody's got their spells. Time for the basement. Oh, one thing. Yeah, that- time for me to pray for an hour. Sorry, guys. Got to connect with the divine. <laughs> Fuck. I don't think we ever tried to pick the lock for the safe that we found. We did not. And we're now level three, and maybe somebody took disabled device. Oh, I did. I did. So, right. Clips, while everybody's well? getting ready in the morning, well, unless you both have it. Do we? Uh, no, I did not take it, but I would like to cast Guidance on Eclipse nice. and say, let the currents be your guide. All right. So as they're getting ready and doing whatever this morning, maybe you guys are eating rations. I imagine Eclipse has kind of been fiddling around with this safe. You want to try a disabled device check? Absolutely. Okay. Natural 20. Boom. I got 25. It's a natural 20. Natural 20 doesn't always succeed. I know. Stop. What? Uh, so your bonus is a plus four and then the guidance give you a plus one? No, it's 26. 26. With guidance, <laughs> you hear the tumblers click. How you like your safe? <laughs> Open or locked? <laughs> oh, I was really stop. wondering where you'd go with that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really have an exit strategy for that. Okay. Within the safe are kept numerous legal documents, along with 500 gold. You also see a wooden rack. It looks like they're potentially emergency supplies, because you see four potions of cure moderate wounds, three potions of lesser restoration, and two potions of remove disease. Holy shit, we need this to be open. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you find. Nice open. Hell yeah. I, uh... I already awarded a hair card this session, so I'm not going to. But just know, it was almost hair worthy. Well, either way... <laughs> I want to look at those documents. Okay. Those legal documents. You can documents. take the legal documents if yes. you would like. Is there a check I can roll on the legal documents? Knowledge law. <laughs> you can do knowledge culture. That's, that's not a that's thing. That's not even close to a Sorry. Local. <laughs> knowledge local. All right. Stuff under. 
I guess I was due. It has been a while. That was a natural one. Okay. What's a six get me on those documents? You can read the word deed. Ooh. But that's deed. about all you could do. Probably the deed to the prison. We should put that in the bag of holding. You don't put that together. <laughs> Property ownership is a fairly foreign concept to me in the Mwangi expense. I do not know the definition of the word deed. Alright, we probably don't need it. Let's leave it behind. It's too heavy. It's a piece of paper, Ick. In a bag of holding. It's just extra weight. I'll carry it if you're really that worried, Ickmer. I'll, I'll let you carry it if you can fold it more than seven times in half. Lyra just stuffs it in the bag of holding. (laughs) (laughs) Flick Sigmar off, stuffs it in the bag of holding. Shut up, kid. All right, so at this point, are you guys ready to go do something, or do you want to just, you know, play play chess in the warden's room? You want to jerk each other off for a half hour? The bathroom's free. Play some music for everyone. This is a family-friendly podcast. Is yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> we just talked about you fucking Jeff Bezos for like <laughs> 10 minutes last episode. I don't know what kind of temple your body is, but... <laughs> hey. I asked, I asked the fans if they wanted me to save it for marriage, and the fans resoundingly said, no. <laughs> it's not worth it. Well, they, they all knew it was too late. <laughs> the fans know what up. Okay, can we like move on with it? So you guys are... <laughs> You guys are heading to the basement. Is that the plan? Yes. Yeah. So you know that leaving the warden's room, pass through the door, or the room with the slamming doors, none of them slam on you, but the door to the outside is still firmly shut. You pass through the cold spot, but you know what you're doing and you know where it is, so I imagine you can run through it relatively quickly. You enter... The room with the training dummies, the one in which you saw the flaming flaming skulls attacked you. You see the scorched hole. Ten feet away from the hole, you see large rocks. Look like they might be suitable for tying a rope to if you have a rope. I have rope. Okay. There's definitely a dresser in there, too. So if uh, someone can help me and we start knotting the rope to make it easier to climb down, we've got to knot it and then tie it up to the rock. Okay. So I'm assuming someone yeah, will and, right? Any yeah. one of yeah. us, doesn't matter. Right. All right, so, so now we've got knot up the rope. rope. You knot up the rope. You throw it into the darkness. The rope is long enough at 50 feet, even knotted, where you hear a soft splash as the end of it hits the water. Shit, Motumbe, you probably should have uh, casted light on that end of the rope. We have mm. sunrods from the uh, Lorimore, uh, Professor Lorimore's like graveyard. Yeah, and remember grave. I said they act like glow sticks, so yeah. you would think that the... Let's break it and throw it. I, yeah. As you break the, one and you break throw it out. And Eclipse, as we all have learned reading... Passages from the Bones Land in a Spiral. Hindsight truly is twenty twenty. Uh, Matume, I actually uh, haven't read that, but oh, thank- well, 
maybe once we're done here, we can uh, we, we we can talk. So who's climbing down? <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, I think Ikmer would would start. Uh, that way he can catch anyone that hopefully falls, or at least uh, break the fall. That hopefully falls? Hope you guys fall. <laughs> but before Ikmer climbs down, Lyra would try to detect magic through the hole, like directly below, to see if there's anything there. Not that she can see. All right, go ahead. I, Ikmer would at least take a quick perception with the, with the sun rod down there. Go ahead and roll it. 16 on the die. Make 16. The water looks relatively stagnant. You see what look like the outlines of collapsed cells down here. You can't really make out much more. Alright, that is well, what we were kind of expecting down here because that's what everybody told us. Here goes his climb check. Alright. I think you're probably going to have to make Two to get down. It's about 25 feet down. Okay. Oh, yeah. So one thing that Lyra got at third level is she can inspire competence. So if we need a little extra help getting down, she can sing and give everybody a plus two. Is that something we'd like? Lyra, make me a wisdom check. 11. With an 11, you know that even a person heavily clad in armor would have trouble falling on a knotted rope. They're very easy to climb down. Yo, it's a DC-5. Just, like, behind the screen. (laughs) I'll I'll save my encouragement if we need to escape quickly or something up the rope. All right. Ha-ha! Won't need any help this time. Natural 20. Okay. You get down more than halfway. You can either drop the last 10 feet or you can climb. You're dropping into water, so you won't take fall damage. That was an 8, so... You still make it. It takes a little bit longer, but... Yep. Who's next? I'll go next. Okay. Ikmer is going to brace for catching at the bottom. I have to get a two to get it at five, so. Okay. I got a four, so I gotta I climb down the first bit. You got a four total? No, no, four plus three, seven. Okay, yeah, you climb down. Yeah, next one is, uh, I got a nine total. All right, really shitty, but you still make it down because it's a knotted rope. Who's next? Maybe you should go, Lyra. Actually, at this point. The people that are in the water make me a perception check. And I have dark vision, remember? Mm-hmm. You both, both do. do. Just, just making sure. Lots of perception going on with a four. Ooh. Rolled a three. So I have a nine or a 14. Is the handle of my sword warm? <laughs> you don't really notice anything. Come on down, guys. It's clear. All right, I'll be ready to catch you if you fall. Here we go. Ooh, a nine for the first one. Not bad. Do you have a minus one? I do have a minus one to my climb check and then a seven. Okay, you make it. Make me a perception check now. Ten. 
within the radius of the glow stick, you're not quite sure. You think you remember them saying, Ikmer saying that the water was stagnant, but it looks like small waves are forming. Can she attempt to detect magic in the direction of the waves? They're like all around. All around? Oh. I'm pulling out the battle axe just just in case. I imagined you had it. Well, I mean, I had to put it on my back while I climbed down. Uh, Uh, You you, uh, unequipped it? You would have. Uh, (laughs) I'm fucking with you. I can't climb. <laughs> okay, I'll here I come with that minus two climb check. I'll break your fall <laughs> with this sword I have equipped. Oh, can, can somebody else? Can somebody else get under me? Good thing nobody fell yet, right? Oh no! Oh no! I see that. That looks low. That looks so low. So Griffin. Yeah. I want to be very clear about what happens here. Sure. Shoot. My up. climb check is a negative two. Yes. I got a three on the die. However, a climb check that fi- fails by four or less means that you make no progress. <laughs> and one that fails by five or more means that you fall from whatever height you have already attained. So do I just stay on the rope? Yeah, you're literally like you just scooted off the top and then you start like, you get really <laughs> uncomfortable with being at the top and you start to kind of like, oh, no. you start to shake around and you're like, whoa, whoa. is afraid of heights. Come you make on, no progress. <laughs> You're they a big to, scaredy cat. They have to coax you down. <laughs> this is terrible. All right, that is a five total. Not good. You don't. Oh yeah, you do make progress. <laughs> uh, make me a perception check. All right, this is Cannon Matu Base Afraid of Heights. <laughs> <laughs> Let the rolls tell the story. I'm dying. Wow. That's a three on the die. That's a seven total. Seven perception. Yep. <laughs> this is terrible. Wow. You're halfway up the road. Yeah, Matumbe. You want to roll a different die? Matumbe doesn't yeah, see this big shadow appear behind him. Now he's really scared of heights. Until it's a little too late. Oh no. <laughs> As this gigantic head floats behind him. Just the head? And slams. Just the head. It is only a 13 to your flat footed AC. Now, I don't know if you being on a rope, I think that denies your dex bonus unless you've succeeded at a climb check. Which I definitely did. Um, I mean, flat-footed, it wouldn't hit. Even if you took away my dex bonus, I'd be fine. So it misses you, and you see this floating, disfigured, gigantic-looking head. Is is it flaming? It's not flaming. Okay. It's dripping. It's coming out of the water. Well, yeah, but this is where all the flaming skulls came from. Not it can't be from the water. I mean, magic flame. There's a bro. lady in the water. Paul Giamatti. All right. <laughs> Nobody with the lady of the water. No. So, 
Everybody roll for initiative now. I still am not even sure what we're fighting other than a floating head. Is uh, is Aaron all out? Yeah, it's dark enough. Also, is my I've rolled several times. The handle session, of my I have sword not warm. rolled above a five. <laughs> the handle of your sword is not warm. Okay, just making sure. I'm trying okay. to get those. Trying to get those cards. Use my I don't know stuff. Eclipse. What did you get? Sixteen. What's your modifier? Three with Aranel. Okay. Lyra? Fourteen. Matumbe? Nine. Ikmer? Seven. Damn, gang. So Eclipse is up first. First battle in the basement. And I think she hears Matumbe kind of cry out up 15 feet on the rope. I'm scared of ice. And he got, or he (laughs) almost got smacked by this big, just like disgusting head looking thing. And she also sees now the water has started to ripple. What'd she do? Do I see anything coming from the water? Again, it looks like kind of like now it's starting to look like a wave pool. It's getting just like more and more choppy. The water probably rises to Eclipse's chest. Oh, that's not good. So am I swimming? No, you can still walk. Okay. This. It's difficult terrain, but you can still walk. Is there a way out of the water that's easily apparent? You can see that where you guys came down, it is about it is about thirty feet to where the water stops. So right at the beginning of the water, like you guys are just in the puddle of water. Okay, so I have thirty feet to get out of it. To get out to an exit. I mean, I think I might try to get out of the water. Okay. Just because I think that might be safest. You can move at half your speed through the water. Yeah, I'm moving 20 feet total. So you're double double moving? Okay. I I don't think I have much else that will help. I would would still be in the water, correct? Yes, you're still in the water. Yep. Yep. Okay. It is now the enemy's turn. You guys all of a sudden hear this howling and crackling and screaming and it sounds like burning thanks Steve (laughs) (laughs) and you smell smoke even though it's wet in this room and then all of a sudden in the middle of the pool you see two they almost start to glow as they rise from the muck These two humanoid figures look like they're just dripping. And they rise up and please place two tokens in the middle of the water. The giant head continues to try and attack Matume. Is there a token for the giant head? It's up in the air. You just put a bottle cap down. What on the die does not hit Matumbe? Sweet. 
and then I think it floats down. So it's basically level with the rest of you. It is now Lyra's turn. Ooh, this is not looking so good. So Lyra is going to start singing to inspire courage. All right. Everybody get your plus ones. Are you moving at all? Oh, yeah. So Lyra has a swim speed. Can she swim out this of here? This is not difficult terrain for Lyra. Oh, okay. So uh, she can move or swim as quickly as she wants. So he's telling you yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now there's skeletons, though, in the way. No, they're not skeletons. Those are just skeleton pawns. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll just stay where I am for right now. Sounds good. Matumbe's up. All right. Matumbe is still up halfway halfway on this rope, or halfway up on this rope. <laughs> yes, he is. With the enemy right behind him. I want to run this by you, Griffin. Mm-hmm. What sort of let go of the rope and drop to attack can I do? You want to do an aerial attack? Absolutely. Jesus. Okay. This is how we're going to play this. All right. And this has no rule bearing at all, but I think it's badass. What's going to happen is you're going to drop down. You're going to hit this thing. Yep. If you succeed at hitting it, both you and it take the fall damage. You add your attack to it, and then basically you get a plus one on the roll for having the high ground. So you get a plus yep. one on your attack roll. If you fall and hit it, you take fall damage. It takes the same amount of fall damage, and then you can add your attack. And and if and if I miss, take fall damage. You just take fall, fall damage. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Might as well. All right. Matumbe drops from the fucking rope. Ten on the die. That's a seventeen to hit. That hits. Oh baby. All right. So a D6 of fall damage. All right. So my regular D6 is going to be this sweet Rise of the Rune Lords die, and then the fall damage is going to be this purple die. Not that it really matters. Um, Okay, cool. So that's 12 points of damage total. 12 total? Yeah. And how much was falling that you also take? Uh, Two. Okay. You've dealt a grievous blow to this head. But it's okay. It's still up. And now that I'm on solid ground, I'm not scared anymore of heights. Nice. Do you remove the shaking condition? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, would I have hit if I had the shaking condition on? Ikmer, you're up. All right. He is going to... I guess this would be... Is this considered a rough terrain for him? So he would not be able to... Well, it doesn't matter. Because he is going to step five feet forward and attack... One of the sludge monsters. Sounds good. Son of a bitch. Um, was fourteen hit. That does not hit. Fudge. So Ikmer just missed, and it is Eclipse's turn. Okay, so Eclipse is going to move 
10 feet, half her speed, up to one of the sludgy boys that Ick was also hitting. And put me in flanking? Yeah. Oh, baby. Neat. That's uh, nice. And I'm going to swing with my new axe. First roll with the new axe. New axe, who dis? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't help if I have a new axe if I roll a two. So I... Yeah, uh, that does not hit. Got an 11 total? That does not hit. Fuck. Okay, it is their turn. The one diagonal from Ikmer and away from Eclipse is going to attack at Ikmer. Two in the die misses. The other one is going to attack Eclipse. Does a 16 hit? Yeah, what a bitch. Okay. Sorry. I'm so mad that I rolled so low for my first axe attack. So you take nine points of damage, and I need you to make me a will save. Uh, what is this against? This is a fear effect. Okay. Is fear considered mind affecting or no? Yeah. I think they're separate saves, but Are they? Yeah. I thought they were the same. Or, usually you can have like fear and not mind affecting or mind affecting and not fear. It isn't trying to compel you to do something, which would be mind affecting. Okay, so just okay. fear. Um got a ten total. Okay. That's a five on the die. So, this thing is disgusting, and you feel that, and it makes your skin crawl. You feel like this ooze just cover you as it slams you. You're shaking for two rounds. Then the head. The head is right next to Matumbe, and it took this big shot from Matumbe. It's pissed. (laughs) It's real pissed. It attacks in Matumbe again. It's super pissed. Eight on the die is not going to hit Matumbe. Hell yeah. So it is now Lyra's turn. Now that we're in the basement and it's a more open area, Lyra's going to make a perception check to see if there's any Sturges coming. Oh my god. No. That's a five. You can't tell. All right, well, she's going to keep singing. Okay. And then, how far away is the head from Lyra? So the head is to the other side of Matumbe from Lyra. So she could, you guys are on shore right there. I don't know if there's a step around Matumbe that you can make, but you can take five foot steps because you have a swim speed and a move speed. Um, So you could take a diagonal around Matumbe if you wanted to attack it. But I couldn't shoot it with the crossbow. Like, it's not up in the air. It's it is not up in the air. Matumbe okay. has slammed it down to the ground. You could take a, take a five-foot, though, sideways, and you'd probably have a better sight, right? Yeah, take you would have a better move, angle. Move action to, yeah, if yeah. you wanted to. If you're just going to shoot. Yeah, sure. I, the crossbow is my best weapon. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I'd move around so that I can... Okay. Shoot. Go ahead and give it a shot. Ha, ha, 
Ha. What'd you get? Nine. Mm. Jesus Christ. Did you factor in the minus four because it's in melee with oh, uh, Matumbe? Uh, no, so that would only five. be a five. Real good. Real good. Yep. Matumbe, you're up. Okay. Matumbe, emboldened by his last mega hit on this guy, is just going to keep wailing on him with the book. The bones land in a spiral. Die, you clearly undead fiend. That's going to be a uh, 16 to hit. That hits. All right. Amazing. He's rune lord died. Doing good things for me. Uh, seven points of damage. Bludgeoning. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. It is still up. It looks shaky at best. And now, Ikmer. All right. So, I am going to antagonize the creature that hit Eclipse. So, I'm going to use my Intimidate. And uh, I guess first, uh, does it have an intelligence score of three or lower? Yes. Then it does not understand. (laughs) (laughs) Unintelligent undead, buddy. You want to take your move action? No. Okay. Nope. Uh, so, so he's just gonna. So what do you say? I'd say uh, you you smell as ugly as you look, but you you still can't hit very good. But uh, he's gonna attack the creature that attacked Eclipse. Pretty sure your standard action is that antagonize, isn't it? Um, it's essentially a diplomacy or intimidate check. So I guess that would. Is that Usually standard? That's a standard. That's standard. Action, okay, yeah. then that's a standard action there. That's it. Alrighty. Eclipse, you're back up. Gonna try again. Okay. Using a different die. Now remember, you are shaken. Yeah, I got it. Okay. That's a lot better roll. I got a twelve on the die, which will give me a nineteen. A nineteen. Will hit. Awesome. So that's going to be a D8 plus 9 damage. It's 9? Oh, yeah. How? I'm wielding it with both hands. Okay. I have a high strength. Anyways, I rolled a 4 on the die, so that is a 13 damage. Neat. Am I still shaking? Yep, for one more round. It's their turn. The beheaded is going to incur an attack of opportunity and rush towards Eclipse. Ooh, incur an attack of opportunity from Matumbe? Yes. Aha! That would be the only one that it would incur from. That would be a 21 to hit. That hits. Nine points of damage. Nine damage. It's rushing, it's rushing, and Matumbe hits it right on the back of the head. It's a concussive shot, and it cracks the skull on the back of this <gasps> beheaded monstrosity, and it splashes into the water. Nice. The other slimy-looking humanoid uses a special ability. 
and it kind of morphs down into the water. Ikmer, make a perception check. 11. Yeah, I think you can still feel like you feel like the mud is shifting between your toes. And it reforms next to Eclipse. And I think it's going to slash out at her. Why do they have it out for me? Come on. You killed its buddy in one fell swoop. 17 hits. Absolutely. Eight points of damage. Make me another will save. With me being shaken, this is... I got to roll high in order for anything to happen here. Oh, I did. 18. 18. You feel fine. It's gross. It's icky, but it's not like shaking you at all. Not any worse than Ikmer. Not any worse than Ikmer's <laughs> snot rag. <laughs> Ikmer's taint cloth. Yeah. So that is all of the monster's turn. It is Lyra's turn. Lyra will continue singing, and then she is going to move 15 feet across in front of Motumbe to get a better shot at this monstrosity. Perfect shot, so the only thing you have to deal with is firing into combat, but there is no cover. Perfect. Fourteen? Fourteen doesn't do it. Uh, oh, it would be fifteen since I'm singing. Fifteen doesn't do it. Ah, <laughs> darn it. Does the sixteen do it? Does the seventeen do it? <laughs> it was an honest mistake. <laughs> you guys are cute. So, Matumbe's up. All right. You said all this water is difficult terrain? Yes. Uh, well, it... it you know, you can't take a five-foot step in it. Okay. So Matumbe moves up what would ordinarily be 10 feet, but is actually 20 feet in this uh, difficult terrain to sure. threaten the uh, monstrosity-looking thing. And he's going to swipe at it with a book. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What does that four on the die feel like? Bring it up to a tw- 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 12. Feels like a miss. Oh, yeah. That- <laughs> I guess maybe I shouldn't have got excited for that one. That That's should usual. not be surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Considering that a 17 just missed. Tricky ick. Uh, oh, as a free action, he's going to say... Not, he's not antagonizing, but... Uh, I felt you between my toes. You're gross. <laughs> and he's going to try to attack this thing. Yep, I missed. Alrighty. <laughs> Eclipse. Alright, let's see if I can hit this one. You I are no longer shaken. No longer shaken, and I'm flanking. Oh, it's cocked. A likely story. <laughs> it, it was, uh, because I would never want to reroll to get a one. Ooh. Bummer. Join the. I have a Steve School for kids who can't roll good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second dice to retire today. It's the monster's turn, and it's going to attack Eclipse again. Two in the dice, it misses. Yes. And it's Lyra's turn. 
All right. It seems like we uh, do need some additional help here. So she is going to continue singing, and she will attempt another shot with the crossbow. That's not going to hit. No good. <laughs> Less than roll? before. What'd you roll? Maybe. I rolled an 11. Nope. <laughs> it's less than I rolled last time, so I knew it wasn't going to work. Okay. Matumbe. All right. After about five consecutive misses from the party, everyone's just whiffing on this skeleton. Matumbe is going to take another hot, another, another hot shot at him. That's a 19 on the die. Some weapons that might be a crit, but that's not from the book. <laughs> Also, it's an ectoplasm man. It's not a not a skeleton. Just uh, get your get your visual imagery right. I'm sorry, I I didn't roll that knowledge check. Uh, all right, Matumbe Bay hits. He makes a connection with this with this foul ectoplasm. That is nine points of damage. Okay, you don't feel like that all went through. Gosh darn, Nickmer. I, I didn't like you back then, and I didn't like you now, and here comes the longsword. Here comes the longsword. <laughs> Alright, six on the die will definitely do a lot better, because that makes... That's better than you've been rolling? Eighteen. Eighteen? Eighteen? How is that possible? Oh, flanking. flanking. Oh, yeah, you're flanking, and you got and the, the spire the, yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, total... 13 damage. 13 slashing damage? Slashing. Dead. It's dead. You slash it right in half, and the ectoplasm kind of turns to mist as it falls onto the water. And you guys are out of combat. Squishy. (laughs) And you look around now. You see this cavernous chamber. It may have once been an underground cell block, but it's long since collapsed. The crumbled walls are thick with mold and stained with soot, and heaps of fallen stones and charred wood beams line the area. Water drips and seeps along the walls, collecting in dark in a dark murky pool in the middle of the room. To the north, the twisted remains of a wooden iron lift lie in a heap in a shallow portion of the pool. A jagged hole in the roof yawns 20 feet above this ruin. To the west... A partially blocked opening seems to open up after several feet into a dark but stable tunnel. And that's what you see. You're all in this water. All right. Uh, Ikmer is going to pick up the sunrod and approach the opening. You will follow. She wants to get out of this water. Approaching the hallway? Yeah. Yeah, the hallway. N- nobody wants to stay in the water except maybe for Lyra. Lyra's like, uh, leave me here. Yeah, I'll just like swim around, maybe clean the water up a little bit. Doing laps. Then, you yeah, guys go ahead. Doing a little workout. Morning stretches in. Does Eclipse think this is just a regular exercise pool? Like, does Lyra? Or, yeah, yeah, Lyra, excuse me. Does she just like think this is a regular exercise pool? Totally fine. She, I mean, she loves all water, so she's just happy that there's a little water. Okay. Could use that swim speed. I don't care that there's bodies in it. <laughs> yeah. How many floating bodies are there in there, Griffin? I mean, most of them aren't floating. They're kind of like caked in the mud at the bottom. Nice. What are their names? You want, you want me to list off the <laughs> prisoner roster? 
That's uh, that's Patreon exclusive content. Sorry, you haven't subscribed. <laughs> Damn. See, yes. no no special that, treatment for no special for treatment. Me. You know, it's that Patreon exclusive content of. Griffin reading names of people who might have died in Harrowstone. Taking 15 seconds each to come up with a fake name. Okay. What do we see? Yeah. Bang for your buck, guys. You enter into this hallway, and you exit into a relatively open room. You see that, well, those of you with dark vision can see that Four dark hallways exit from this large empty chamber, one of which you just came in from, each striking out in one of the four directions of the compass, and each decorated with a soot-caked brass nameplate affixed to the ceiling just above the entrance. A rubble-choked stairway leads up in the middle of the room, and as you look around the room, you see eight skeletons dressed in scorched prisoner's robes, lying on the ground. What do you do? Is the sandal, or the, yeah, the sandal of my horde warm? Sword warm? What the fuck? <laughs> I said it wrong at first. The handle of your sword is not warm. Okay. Are the skeletons magical? I don't know. She's detecting I magic. I would detect magic. <laughs> I'm the only one that can do it. I don't know. I got to think of this ruling. Now. Okay. Are they evil? Yes. Are they chaotic? If you're running through the alignments, please roll for initiative as the eight skeletons rise to face you. That makes sense. And we'll get the result of this initiative check. After you guys finish your fucking drink, it was a it was an eighteen. It was a nineteen. Total. I got a nineteen as well. Nineteen total. on the die. Nineteen, 19 on the die. Uh, I mean, oh, it wasn't on the die. Eighteen. No, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> uh, I knew you guys, it. I'm going home.